on WAJR AM and FM. This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free, 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Good morning. Welcome into the program, Talk of the Town with Dave and Sarah. Multiple ways you can take part in this show. Give us a call at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. You can also text us, 304-TALK-304 is the text line, and we are on the Twitter machine, at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. Coming up 10 minutes from now, we're going to talk to the new director of the Morgantown Municipal Airport, Jonathan Vrabel, will join us. He has uh, been on the job, let's see, he was named the director August 22nd. Um, and has been on the job for a little while now. So we'll uh, get to meet him coming up here about 10 minutes from now. And a little bit later on, we'll have some open phone opportunities for you uh, as we move forward. Last night at Morgantown City Council, not an agenda item, but it became the topic of the night. Downtown business owners addressing Morgantown City Council, um, frustrated with what I could only characterized as issues they perceive to be ignored. And what we're talking about here is the issue that Sarah and I brought up back in, well, golly, back in August. And that all came out of a conversation we were having with the mayor of Clarksburg, Ryan Kennedy, as they were discussing issues in the Clarksburg City Council about uh, the harm reduction program and ordinances to change that because of the negative impacts on downtown businesses that issues such as homelessness and vagrants were having. Not necessarily the issues themselves, but the issues that come with those issues. And downtown business owners with Morgantown are having the same types of frustrations. And it's not unique to Morgantown or Clarksburg or Fairmont. It's any downtown you go to. And the issues among them, homelessness, vagrants, the problems that are associated with those, you know, trash, drugs, needles, and so on. Now, I understand the frustration if I'm a downtown business owner. You're seeing your livelihood impacted here. This is your life. If you own a boutique, if you own a restaurant, if you, you know, own a shop, a specialty shop, whatever it might be, this is your livelihood you're dealing with here. So I understand why you'd be frustrated and take it very seriously. But it's a hard issue and there's no easy answer. And maybe, maybe that's why we haven't seen anything done in Morgantown recently. And talking about Morgantown in particular here, because this is the issue brought up at City Council last night, it's a whole lot easier to implement a sales tax, declare it Climate Action Week, you know, make a stand to try to save a handful of trees than it is to make tough decisions that actually impact people's lives every single day, that impact the lives of business owners. And trust me, owning a business isn't easy. I'll defer to the business owner in the room here in just a moment. She can tell you, it ain't easy. But we're talking about decisions and choices and discussions that impact business owners, but they also impact the people who actually need help. The people who are having a tough time, down on their luck, just need a break. It impacts the people who are taking advantage of Morgantown's generosity and compassion. We discussed the problem here on the show, and we made the medical analogy, right? If you go in and you have a knife, okay, that's a bit graphic. I mean, if you have a cut, right, you got to treat the problem 
But you also have to treat the symptoms as well. We're not even treating the symptoms right now, it feels like. The symptoms, the trash, the garbage, the needles, go downtown. You'll see it. You'll see it. You want to have compassion for those that need the help, but where's the compassion for the downtown business owners, the downtown patrons, who are trying to do the right thing, trying to run a business, trying to be a good member of the community? Do they deserve a little compassion as well? It's not uncompassionate to be able to expect to go into any city's downtown and be able to go to some shops, go to some dinner, and not have to deal with some of the aforementioned problems. No, it's it's not an easy discussion. It's not an easy solution. There's not one ordinance or one law you're going to pass that's going to fix everything, and voila, you've got the downtown that you picture in a, uh, you know, in a painting. There are people who genuinely need help. There are people who are taking advantage of the system. Absolutely there are. And there are business owners who feel the only choices they have are to either close up or move. And that is not the recipe for a successful downtown. It's not an easy discussion to have, but it's one, again, we started back in August. Hopefully, maybe this spurs something along. I've neglected to say good morning to Sarah as I step off the soapbox. Hey! Morning, Dave. All right, that was my uh, my no, little rant good. there. Because, look, and, and, and you can speak more to this as, as a business owner as well, but, look, it's, it's not an easy discussion, and there's no easy answer. And I said, and... And you heard it there. Maybe that's why there's nothing being done, because it's not. It, you have to make tough choices here that aren't necessarily going to be popular with everybody or anybody. And maybe that's why we're not seeing any action. And, and not just this council or the previous, but, I mean, look, this is, a, this is a building issue that you're seeing in downtown. Anyway. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's your turn. Yes. Soapbox. <laughs> passed the, I passed the soapbox. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think this goes back to so many of the things that we discuss. It's about getting people to work together because I don't think having one particular group or entity working on this issue is going to solve it. I think that the very first thing um, is, is pinpointing who the players are and getting them all together and all working on it. And that's something that, for whatever reason, we're just not good at doing right now. I think it's finding people that are willing to have the really hard discussion. I think that it is recognizing that there's that delicate balance between being compassionate and enabling. Which, by the way, when you're enabling, you're not being compassionate. You're not helping. Um, and sometimes it's it's easier to be overly kind or turn a blind eye than it is to actually be helpful and loving in a in a way that is uh, uh, helping make change. And I think that one of the problems with this is that it's there's so many tiers to it. And it's also a situation where we have to be working on things simultaneously. And this is, again, where getting people together comes in. Because there's many different problems that need to simultaneously be be getting tackled. And I know that's easier said than done. But there's also the side of it where simultaneously you need to be dealing with treatment of the issue while also dealing with prevention of the issue to make sure that as we're treating this this problem now, we're making sure it doesn't happen again in five years, ten years, eight years, whatever. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different things. You need a lot of different people in there. And here's the hardest part, Dave. All of these different people need to come together and say, 
we've got a bigger problem to solve and we need to check the ego at the door and we need to get on it. In the meantime, don't disagree with any of that. If I go into the ER with a gash in my leg, mm -hmm. I got to stop the bleeding before I can fix the cut, right? I'm suggesting you, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. But so I'm suggesting where, you need to simultaneously coming, be working on these things. I, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, you better come up with something. You better come up with something in the very, very immediate short term to clean up issues that you're dealing with. And I'm talking about the guard. I'm talking about the... Uh, the ramifications of the problem. Then. Right. I'm talking about the garbage. I'm talking right. about the needles. I'm talking about being harassed. You heard the stories last night. We'll play some cuts for them. Yes. You better come up with some sort of an immediate plan while you're trying to deal with yes. the larger big-term picture. You, you can't do one without the other. So I see what you're saying as far as the, the, the simultaneous bigger picture here. Or what you're going to end up having is an empty downtown. Right. And and I agree. There is actually a big difference here between what the actual root of the problem is versus what some of these repercussions of this problem are. And I, man, things like making sure that we just have a clean downtown, that to me is such a separate issue. I'm not even, yeah. That you're right. We need to find solutions to. And what's funny is we've talked about a clean downtown, I don't know, a thousand times in regards to how the buildings look because of trucks being downtown. You know, in the exhaust. I, I've heard this a lot. I don't know if you heard this, but I used to work downtown. And so the exhaust causing, <laughs> um, you know, we needed to basically. No, that's never come up on this program before. <laughs> well, no, specifically <laughs> that the facades of all of the buildings are dirty because of the trucks downtown. And we've talked about that. And we've talked. I mean, we we seem to hone in on a lot of um, really, really specific little pieces. And in in general, we need a cleaner downtown. Period. There's one problem. We'll continue the conversation. Think about it. Let it marinate for a little bit. We're going to talk to the new airport director for the Morgantown Municipal Airport, Jonathan Vrabel. Going to join us on the other side of the break. Nine sixteen. Did that ever come up the, with the trucks? No, specifically facades being dirty. I wasn't sure. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. Nine sixteen. We'll talk about. We'll talk to the airport director next. We're talking about your town on WAJR. He was named the. Uh, Airport director for the Morgantown Municipal Airport back toward the end of August. Well, we'll let uh, Jonathan Vrabel tell him, yeah. tell you all about himself. He joins himself. us now on the program. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. How are you? Uh, doing well. John or Jonathan? What do you prefer? Uh, I All my friends call me John. Can we call you John? You can. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just checking, just checking. Hey, John, what interested you in Morgantown when you saw this opportunity come open? Well, I saw that it, uh, Morgantown needed somebody to come in and make some changes. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity uh, to do that here um, with, with passenger growth, with airport infrastructure, um, terminal improvements, basic customer service improvements all around. And I uh, saw that as a great opportunity for me. And uh, so I, I put my name in the hat to come to Morgantown. How'd you even hear about the job? Did you previously know Paul Brake? Did you just see a posting somewhere? Uh, no, I didn't know Paul. Uh, it's interesting that we both came from you know, the same area of 
of Michigan, but um, didn't know Paul. No, I was uh, contacted by a recruiting company that uh, was handling um, the recruitment for the city, and uh, they contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in applying. From the Cleveland area, you worked in the Cleveland area for a long time. Yes. Uh, was, was also with the, I believe it's the Capital Area Regional Airport in Lansing, Michigan. Correct. And uh, was reading up on some of the issues with that area there. And, uh, John, it seemed like, uh, you know, just from a quick reading, a lot of the things that Morgantown is dealing with, uh, the airport authority there in Lansing also kind of had to deal with some of the same issues. Is that is that a fair characterization from, from your standpoint? Yes, um, to a different level, of course. But, uh, yes, yeah, some of the same same type of issues, uh, air service development issues were, um, were common there. Uh, it's kind of a different uh, level because Lansing does, is not an essential air service airport. Mm-hmm. So the, the funding is not um, provided by the federal government. So air carriers there were were coming in and being used by the community. Here, you know, the federal government's providing a subsidy to bring air service here, and we need to get the community to support it and use it. Uh, the more the community supports and uses it, the more we can grow the service and add other destinations for the future. Do you think that makes things more difficult and complicated, or do you think that that actually makes your job a little easier? Well, I think it's a little more complicated uh, because you're dealing with a federal subsidy program that you never know from one year to the next based on federal budget if it's going to be there or not. So my goal is to drive utilization of this airport high enough where we don't have to worry about that. And we can get a carrier in here that will be happy to operate out of Morgantown and uh, use the profits they're making off of the customer base they have. Talking to John Vrabel, he's the new airport director for the Morgantown Municipal Airport. Uh, what are some of the immediate challenges you've been able to identify since arriving in Morgantown? Well, I think the, the first thing you notice is um, signage. Just coming onto the property, there's, there's no signage or wayfinding signs to get you to the terminal. I mean, it's fairly simple, but there's no good signage to even tell you that there's an airport here. Um, so we need to work on that. We need to work on the signage, uh, bringing you into the building and getting you to the airline ticket counter, to uh, TSA for screening, um, to the rental car agency if you're renting a car. Those types of things, the signage is, is so poor that there's no direction from once you walk inside the building, or even as you're walking in the building, there's nothing to guide you. So that's an immediate need. Um, just a whole modernization of, of the terminal building in itself. With the building built in 1972, it, it still looks like it was built in 1972. It needs to be modernized and brought up to today's technology and, and look. Um, and it doesn't even mean that we have to build a new terminal. Um, there's a lot of things we can do with the existing building just to modernize it and make it more appealing and uh, become a, a structure that folks will want to be in and feel comfortable in and feel comfortable and proud of as part of their community. John Vrabel, new airport director for the city of Morgantown. Uh, what are some lessons that you've learned? I guess maybe would be the way to phrase it. You know, what are some of the experiences from Cleveland, from Lansing, from from some of your other stops that you can bring to Morgantown to to start to do what seems like, first of all, some of the simple things, and then get into the more complicated issues when we're talking about airport runway extension and so on and so forth. 
Well, I've had, I've had a lot of different experiences from um, my previous airports. Uh, you know, working with the public, working with the, the business leadership, uh, working with civic leaders, and uh, getting the community engaged into the property and using our airport. You know, inviting the community out to the airport uh, for different events that we can put on. Um, you know, once people know the airport's here, uh, they see the services we offer, um, they kind of get a better understanding of, oh, we got this great resource right in our backyard that we can use. You know, so you know, I'm looking at, you know, hosting events here at the airport to bring the community out. Um, at the end of October, for instance, we have a balloon launch. Now, it's not the balloon festival that has happened in previous years, but it's another great opportunity for the public to be able to come out and see something you don't normally see. Um, the balloon launches are fantastic. A lot of different hot air balloons departing at a couple different times of the day. It's a, it's a, a great venue to come out and bring your kids and kind of enjoy the day. Um, looking for future events, doing the same thing and creating more of that festival environment that, that used to be done in the past where you have more of a family environment, you have things for the kids to do, you have things for the, the adults to do that make it more interesting. And uh, so looking forward to, to doing different events like that and getting the community involved in the airport. But also um, looking at engaging our business leaders and civic leaders um, to look at Morgantown first before they look for air service from any other location. So instead of driving to Pittsburgh or, or to um, another airport in the region, uh, want them to look at Morgantown first. Um, you know, there is there's great service here already with Southern Air. And Southern Air has been here just a few years. Uh, they've done a, a, a great job. They provide great customer service. And their rates are really cheap. So, for instance, if you book in advance, uh, you can get a flight to Pittsburgh for $30. You can't even drive to Pittsburgh for $30, particularly when you pay for parking. You know, here, parking is free. And you're not expending any fuel. You, you stay right here in your hometown, you five to ten minute drive away, and uh, you're on your way to wherever your destination may be. And with the interline agreement that Southern has with American Airlines, you can even book from American Airlines website. And um, all your mileage points and everything else work um, using Southern Air out of out of Morgantown. And Southern will be adding another interline agreement, hopefully in about a year, uh, with both uh, Southwest Airlines and JetBlue. So we'll have that same connectivity out of Baltimore, Washington, which will help you know, go to other locations in the in the nation that folks are interested in traveling to. Yeah, that that will be that'll be huge, especially with the, the BWI connection there. Hey, John Vrabel, the new airport director for the Morgantown Municipal Airport. We appreciate your time this morning, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Anytime. John Vrabel. John Vrabel, new airport director for uh, Morgantown Municipal Airport. All right. You know, sometimes it's the simplest things you just, you, you don't see. The note signs. I made is strategy to start small and grow detail-oriented eye. Signs. Because signs. Getting the community to come out to events uh, so that they know what the signs, services are. Everywhere. Signs. Real basic. <laughs> the building needing just some... Just look like 1970. Make it look a little nicer. Sometimes yeah. it's the simplest things. Yeah. Uh, right now, the simplest thing is it's time for a news mm-hmm. update. It's 9.30. Let's get an update from the Metro News Anchor Desk. Find out what's happening all over the great state of West Virginia.
Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Uh, We'll go open phones the rest of the way. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255, 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. Read a couple of texts coming up here in just a moment. Um, It's just kind of chuckling during the break there, news break. Simple things. Simple things. You know, and oftentimes, and maybe it's because you're, I don't know, in the middle of it, you lose sight, and that's why it's nice to get a fresh set of eyes on an issue, Sarah. You know, we're talking airport extension, runway extension, development, and here comes a guy from the outside looking in and going, hey, y'all, Can't find the place. Where, where's your signs? <laughs> yeah. how, do, how do we get more people flying out of Morgantown Municipal Airport? Uh, well, but we don't have any signs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, sometimes it's the simplest things, right? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> okay. 800, I, I wish him well. I, I hope he can bring a a perspective to it, a, a fresh set of, again, a fresh set of eyes fresh set of ideas to maybe jumpstart some of these mm-hmm. projects that are kind of where you feel like you're treading in the mud. And Morgantown's in a weird situation anyway, airport-wise. You're, what is, what is it, two hours to get to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the expansion going on down in Bridgeport, you're, which is 40 minutes, mm-hmm. 45 minutes away. So you're in a little bit of a weird spot. Like we talked about yesterday, you got to find your niche. Find what you're really, really good at. Find what you can do better than Bridgeport, what you can do better than Pittsburgh, and exploit that. Yep. We'll see how that happens. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Open the show talking about the same thing. Sorry, wait, wait. I want to make one more comment before you move backwards. Actually, Um, we're moving backwards to move forward. Moving backwards to move forward, yes. Um, (laughs) Also, exploit what... This community's travel needs are in regards to something that's unique to us compared to some of these other places that you just mentioned is the WVU Mountaineers. How many people are traveling in for games, especially now that we've got games that are Texas and places where where travel has changed so greatly in the last few years over this? Why can't we get the teams to come directly into our city? Why can't we get the passengers that are interested in coming for these games coming directly into our city? That, to me, looking at some of these very specific target demographics also seems like a a no-brainer. I can tell you why the teams don't fly in. We don't have a big enough runway. (laughs) I can tell you why, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, but how do we fix that so that... They're not going to Clarksburg and then driving 45 minutes to get here. They're not going to Pittsburgh and then driving two hours to get here. How do we start to own some of these very specific things that, again, are very unique to us? That's all. I hope that's rhetorical. Now let's move backwards know. to move forwards. 800-765-TALK, <laughs> 800-765-8255, 304-TALK, 304-IS the text line. You can also tweet us at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. Um, started the show talking about, uh, well, we started talking about this issue back in August. Uh, homelessness, vagrancy. Uh, vagrancy? Yeah, vagrancy. Um, garbage. Uh, the issues that come from the issues that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came to a head last night in downtown Morgantown, where some business owners are getting frustrated at at least the perception that's nothing, that nothing is being done. Now, there are some things being done. Actually, there are a lot of things being done. But 
I think it's a lack of a lack of what's I there seems to be a lack of a priority. Maybe that's it. That it doesn't seem to be a priority to deal with these issues because look at and looking at Morgantown specifically here today. You've got empty storefronts, you've got um streets that just aren't clean. You you've got an overall issue where you I don't want to say, do you get an icky feeling when you go downtown? You want your downtown to be welcoming. You want it to be inviting. And I'm not talking about writing a mission statement or posting up a sign that says we're welcoming and inclusive. I'm talking about it being actually welcoming and inclusive. I'm talking about you wanting to go downtown of an evening and not saying, boy, it's starting to get dark. Let's get out of downtown. That's what I'm talking about here. And, yes, we, we have this, this bigger issue, bigger problem that you need to actually treat, which takes – you know, into account drug treatment problems, uh, of, you know, affordable housing, yes, is an issue. Temporary housing, yes, is an issue. All the above are issues, but at the same time, like I said, if I go in and I've got a gash in my leg, you got to stop the bleeding, then you can stitch me up. If you try to stitch me up while I'm bleeding and not, you know, don't give me the Novocaine, probably it's not going to work out well. That's a horrible, horrible analogy. It is, but, it really is. But you get but my point. I do. And, and I think, so I think about this, this happens in my life on a micro scale compared to what we're talking about here, that I will sometimes have a project and the project in my mind, it is so overwhelming to think about where to start or how to do it that I just don't start. And I keep procrastinating, procrastinate. I can't say the word procrastinating, procrastinating <laughs> until it has completely bubbled over, right? Whereas sometimes... You just have to start. You just have to start somewhere. And you also have to, oh, Dave, here's one you've never heard before, communicate. (laughs) We've got to communicate through this process with the business owners, with the residents. Hey, guys, yeah, we have to start small. We have to start small. We have to start really basic before we can even or simultaneously or whatever, however you want to look at this. As we are tackling this issue, yes, we have the basics of we need to just clean up downtown. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's the plan. Let's communicate that to you instead of behind closed doors, coming up with a plan and having everybody feel like you're not doing anything and you're not working on it, which it could also be that you're not doing anything. and You're not working on it. One of two things is happening. Either you're not or you're not communicating that you are. Either way, we've got a problem. I also think with our community, one of the things that's really beautiful is that we could rally people. Let's say cleanup is a big problem, Dave. I really believe that you can get people to rally together to do community service cleanup things. But, but we've seen this in the past where people... But you can't just have people going out... But I'm no, not, it well, has to be an about- organized, communicated effort that is planned and strategic, and you have to start... But we're not talking about – part of the problem also is we're not talking about garbage just, you know, cans and beer bottles. And we're talking about dirty syringes Yeah, Mm -hmm. that, you Mm -hmm. you know, the average person, I guess, is not going to want to go Mm -hmm. up and clean up. We're talking about excrement. Trust me. I know the guy that has to clean the steps down by our building downtown Mm -hmm. every day. It's gross. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But we've got to start to solve problems. And again, some of this is is really basic infrastructure, logistical issues. And this goes back to something we've said a million times. We're focusing on these big, philosophical, huge picture ideas instead of how are we keeping trash off the streets? Well, I think 
How are we keeping pedestrian walkways safe? Basics, basics, basics. Let me. I want to throw one extra wrinkle into that, which I think overcomplicates the whole thing. Sure. Because you're talking basic, common sense, logical things that yes. I, I think make a lot of sense. Now let me throw something into that that makes it all not make sense. Okay. We'll do it on the other side of the break. Oh, Plus, okay. uh, we'll read a couple of texts <laughs> coming in as well. 942, Dave and Sarah. Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere, online at WAJR.com. Eight hundred seven six five talk eight hundred seven six five eight two five five three zero four talk three zero four is the text line, and uh, at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. So I said before the break, let me take what Sarah says. Very commonsensical. Seems like a logical, um, logical approach, you know, to some of these issues, right? And let me throw the monkey wrench into this, Sarah. That complicates it and makes it a tougher problem to solve than what it may really be. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. It's something I lack. Feeling. (laughs) All right? We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We don't want to come off as being uncompassionate. We don't want to offend somebody. When we really just need to deal with the problem, deal with the issues, and say, hey, we're going to clean up the downtown. Here's how we're going to do it. And say, hey, we're going to offer these these services. We understand. We want to help. So we're going to offer these services. But, hey, you can't come in our town and do these things. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Yes, we will help you find housing. Yes, we will make sure you have a hot meal or three hot meals. Yes, we will help you. You know, get a job. We, 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 will, we will provide these services. And there's a lot of good people who do those things in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I don't think there's anything with wrong with saying at the same time, don't throw stuff on our streets. Don't bring your drugs to town. Don't, you know, throw needles around. You know, you can be compassionate and have an expect. You can have reasonable expectations here, I think. And then, But when you get into this area where I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, I don't want to be uncompassionate. What do you get? You get a you get the issues that you have. And then you don't want to actually solve and have really hard conversations and make really hard decisions because it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to go, hey, next week's Climate Action Week. Save the planet. Rabble, rabble. Well, that's easy to do. But when we're talking about having to look somebody in the eye and say, no, how about that? that that's really, really hard. To, that's hard to do with Arlen, isn't it? Hey, if your kid came in here and asked me for ice cream, I'd give it to him. Of course, I can do that because I'm fake Uncle Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would look at you in the eye and say, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying here. Yeah. No, you right. want to help people, and I get that, and I want them to get the help that they mm-hmm. need. But at the same time, I don't want people coming in, taking advantage, and trashing the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go to the text line? Yeah. And uh, Then we'll go to the phones here. Uh, let's see. Text in the show. All these people, all the people problems downtown, all the people problems. Oh, I see. People problems. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown stem from the enforcement priorities and philosophies of the current police chief and city manager, who are both more interested in being popular in the right circles than dealing with the situation. Um, I can't speak for the city manager, but I will speak for the police chief because I deal with him often. He don't care if you like him or not. <laughs> I know that was grammatically incorrect. Uh, however, uh, there are certain things you can do with the law and certain things you cannot do with the law. Many of the things, the issues that we talk about and, and that people don't like aren't jailable offenses, so it doesn't do any good to arrest them. You can write them a ticket, but if they're homeless or vagrant, they're not they're, going to pay it. Um, you, you know, it's not illegal to be homeless. It's not illegal to be on a sidewalk. I'm sorry. It's not illegal to panhandle. The Supreme Court has said so. U.S. Supreme Court has said so. So they have rights, too. And just because you don't like how they're exercising their rights doesn't mean they don't have them. Okay? So you have those issues you have to deal with. You can tell them, move along, move along, move along, get out of here. And as soon as the, you know, whether it's a cop who's walking the beat or a cop who's on, on a bike or, or in his patrol car or her patrol car, as soon as they leave, guess what? They're going to come right back. So, I mean, do you want a cop at every corner? Do you, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Could you do more? Do you want to change the priorities? Well, then I guess that's something the city council and city manager could mandate, I suppose. I don't know. But, you know, it, you can only do so much. And look, you want to arrest them for public intox, do it three times. Suddenly they're an alcoholic, and now you can't arrest them at all because that's cruel and unusual. Punishment. See? See how I said? It's not an easy problem. Uh, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Another text in the show. How has Morgantown gone from gum on the sidewalks uh, being the biggest issue to crap, needles, and trash everywhere? Mm. Yeah, do you remember? The same texter also said, get a gum removal machine. I thought they had one. I swear they bought a gum removal machine. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the phones. James... Keep it brief. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Sarah. And good morning. Well, morning. we're just we're up against the clock here, James. So just warning you. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. It's always that way. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it is. It's always that way. But in any case, uh, it's a matter of perspective, as the chief said the other day. It was an insult to that Arab uh, descendant of I.C. White, the young lady that calls in, the elderly lady calls in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because guess what? She's scared within our town. You heard the people speak at the council meeting last night, okay? These people are living this, okay? And they're telling us there's nothing they can do. Honestly, Dave, don't make excuses for them either. It doesn't matter whether we like the chief or not. Because here's what I would suggest to you. On Forest Avenue, where I don't have a settlement yet, I have 26 pages. When I called the chief and I asked about Forest Avenue, I said, how many instances do you have down there in the last couple of years? He said, 26. And I, I, I go quick, like you say. And I said, 26? How could you only have 26? He said, I'm not talking about 26 incidents. I'm talking about 26 pages. 600 and some incidents on Forest Avenue, and they can't do anything about it? If you're going to tell me you can't do anything about it, that's why we're in the position we're in. Okay? There's got to be something you got to do, Dave. There's got to be something you got to do. They keep telling me there's nothing you can do. There are things that you can do. It's just a matter that you have to want to do them. When we wanted 12 new fire department people, we got new more more fire department employees. We need more police officers downtown town. Let's get them downtown. Let's get them on Forest Avenue. Let's enforce. Because what happens is when they do certain things, like come in and burn a house down a mine, 
They are no longer a street person, a homeless person. They are now a criminal. And so when they do these certain vicious acts of breaking in and doing the defecating they do, they become criminals and you arrest them for it. Thank you, guys. I All appreciate right. it. James, appreciate the phone call. We'll take a break. Wrap it up next. You're listening to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. We didn't even get to the real controversial topic that Sarah and I were talking about earlier. We were about to come to blows earlier this morning. Over which show had the biggest cultural impact? (laughs) Friends or Seinfeld? Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Nah, it wasn't who had the biggest cultural impact. You tried to say Friends had no cultural impact, and I'm sorry, that is not true. That's absurd. To say that they had no cultural impact? No lasting cultural impact. It was a fun show. It was fun. That was it. Just a fun show. Nobody's wearing the Rachel anymore. Sure they are. Who? Who's got the Rachel? Sure they are. And you know what? I guarantee any minute now it'll make a huge comeback. I guarantee you, before you exit this building today, you will hear the phrase yada, yada, yada. Yeah. From you. From me. From others. From others. There's some other ones that mm. are all actually inappropriate that I right. uh, don't want to actually bring up on the air. Giddy up. Hoppy Kurtz will come up next. Metro News Talk Line. We are back tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue some of this conversation about downtown issues. Also, uh, State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey scheduled to join us on tomorrow's program. Got to go. See you tomorrow. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.